Hello, welcome to Reality Daily. I know we've been away. Uh, we've had a couple people on the podcast be a little sick. Uh, luckily, we are back, and we're here to talk about Bachelor. Uh, Listen to your heart, episode four, and I'm here with my duo of the show, and that's Joe. Joe, how are you? Doing well. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. Yeah, two episodes left, uh, and then then we will find out who who is the real uh, duo that's in love that's going to tour the country after COVID-19. Ray and Chris. Yeah. So we start the episode. We got Brandon and Savannah. They're touching base. Julie and Sheridan, they're freaking out because they got to perform for Kesha. Um, I do feel like that's kind of uh, disrespectful to Jason Mraz, who's also there. Like, he's also a a pretty popular name. But that kind of foreshadows what we're going to get later in the episode between Julia and Brandon. And that's when Chris Harris comes by. And he says, you're going to be going on dates, but the dates are going to be uh, mixed. Uh, so you're not going to be going uh, with the people that, that you thought you were going with, the people that you actually sing with. You're going to be going with another person. So the dates are Rudy and Chris, uh, Jamie and Ryan, who had passed in the first episode, and then Julia and Brandon, who's obviously had a lot of past from the entire season. So, Joe, what was your opinion on Chris Harrison coming in and, and dropping that bombshell? Uh, I kind of called it last episode when I was hoping that there would be some kind of twist where Chris Harrison be like, all right, this time you're going to be singing with a different person that you didn't sing with the last time. So in a way, I guess I kind of called it, but not in the way I was expecting, but I kind of expected to be like this at the end. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I was mentioning last episode that I was a little bit afraid that there was going to be some uh, some non-drama this episode. Uh, boy, was I wrong. And I was very happy that The Bachelor tried to do their best to make sure there was. You know, obviously, Chris and Rudy was nothing to write home about. But Jamie and Ryan, even though it didn't work out, and we'll get into that in a minute, uh, they were together in the first episode. So it doesn't make sense why they would put these two together. And, you know, obviously, Julian and Brandon have a lot of history with each other during this show so kind of like trying to shit stir the pot is something i think that um the bachelor's franchise is really good at and i shouldn't have uh uh, discredited them in thinking that so i was happy about it um but we do get some some pre-date drama you know julia and brandon they're talking about what they're going to do sheridan and savannah are both trying to be sympathetic partners in this situation uh but then rudy uh is paranoid that everyone's going to be making out with matt when she leaves including natasha and that spills over to the chris and rudy date you know they have you know some some interesting conversation about where chris feels like he's at with brie and where rudy feels like she's at with matt but the highlight of the date was definitely when when rudy basically steals the monoculars to kind of peep on matt so we're kind of getting kind of like the the Rudy's kind of like the, the psycho girl or kind of like the uh, a very clingy, protective uh, girl here. So what was, what was your thoughts on uh, that date and then Rudy uh, spying on Matt? Uh, well, Chris was involved, so I'm already getting signals of boredom from it. Mm. But I, I am getting creepy stalker slash protective wife vibes from Rudy at this point. Like she'll yeah. probably smack someone just for I just for I and Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I'm excited about that, to see how that relationship progresses. Uh, Ru- Rudy and Matt are definitely my favorite couple, just because I think that they're both pretty likable, but I do think Rudy still has that kind of, like, very, like, entertaining, messy side to her, kind of like that messy queen side that uh, I like in reality TV. Um, but next we have Jamie and Ryan. You know, I expect a little bit more from this date just because they were together. I was hoping there would be some 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 flames would come up and stir up some more drama. But no, uh, it turns out that, uh, as Jamie said, uh, Ryan and Jamie are not over uh, um, 
friendship wise, but they are over uh, romantic wise. Um, so I, I was hoping because I really never felt like Ryan and Tasha were really like close. You know, we don't really see, yeah, you know, them at all. We we get more Chris and Bree than we do them. Um, so I I am surprised by that. But um, were you expecting more from the J- Jamie and Ryan date? Not really, and and they didn't even get a lot of screen time at all. They only got like two minutes, and it was yeah. just Jamie's confessional. Yeah, so probably, they probably didn't have anything else to say. I mean, I guess they show. just enjoyed it as friends, awkward friends. I'm sure there was some kind of bitterness at the very core with Ryan about how he wishes. He was with um, Jamie, but we're almost done with this. So I think he's moved on to Natasha, even though I honestly doubt they'll be together by the end of this. Yeah, I I also agree with that. We just don't see anything about them. I know people talked about Becca uh, not having a lot of, um, you know, chemistry with um, with the guy that she was with last week. Um, But, you know, uh, Danny was his name. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Natasha and them have really a whole lot of chemistry either, despite them being, you know, pretty good singers. Uh, but then we get Julian Brandon's date. And this is really where you see where production's head's at. Cause they send, they send Chris and, and Rudy on a picnic, like a mile away from the house where they're still in eyesight. They send Jamie and like, and, um, Ryan, Ryan to like sit on a park bench and talk, but they send Julie and Brandon to like, uh, it's like Roxanne, which is a pretty well-known theater and they get to sing a song together, which is the whole point of the show. So you definitely know what the show's trying to get here. You know, they're trying to get these two to mix up and it works for them. You know, they seem to kick it off, have a little connection and, you know, spotlight back to the house. Sheridan's on the piano doing the sad boy song. What was your thoughts on, uh, on that whole date and Sheridan's, uh, like sad song. I'm just shocked that someone other than Chris was, on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the first this season. I didn't even know that. Uh, I didn't even know Sheridan could play the piano. I thought he'd just play guitar. You know, I, multifaceted. I'm pretty sure everyone on this season is either a piano player, a vocalist, or plays the acoustic guitar. Because that's like, that's like the college wannabe musician starter pack, if you ask me. You know, we talked about like earlier how like great it would have been if they had like a a, a parody artist on the season. How great would it have been if somebody like played like the kazoo or something or like the triangle or something like ridiculous like that? I like, mean, you got, a, you got a sad song and someone's like <laughs> the kazoo. It would be unique. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Jason Mraz would maybe get a kick out of it. Maybe season I, two. Maybe if we get a season two. Yeah, I'm not I'm not positive if we'll get that. But uh, but then, uh, you know, Sheridan and Julia come home and, and, and they uh, talk uh, about what happened on the date with Brandon. And it kind of came off like a bad soap opera to me where Julia's like, I, I just figured out what I needed to know. And Sheridan's like, what did you figure out? What did you need to know? And it was so drawn out. It was so slow. And like the, the, the voices were so low that I had to turn my volume up like two and a half times, like higher than I normally have to do. So I, I was kind of getting really irritated about it. But uh, what was your thoughts on, on Julia and Sheridan uh, talking? I think Julia wanted more of an emotion out of Sheridan. And she was getting pissed that Sheridan was just giving all these one, two word answers from, from the questions. Yeah, and then she got mad that he was going to, like, walk away. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, you literally just told me that you have feelings for someone else. Like, what, do you, what am I supposed to do? Uh, so Sheridan ends up leaving. 
Uh, they play the Marion Morris song again, which is uh, what they sung earlier. I, I, I really do think that Marion Morris is uh, kind of like a uh, a product sponsor behind the scenes because they've shoehorned her song, either her actual song in the background or like her lyrics to a song uh, somewhere in every episode. So I definitely think that that uh, that she may have some financial um, you know advertisements behind the scenes on that. Um, but Sheridan leaves a little bit salty, which I thought was a great, uh, great uh, line. He said he basically said that you know Julie has been with a lot of douchebag guys before, and that he wanted to be the guy who was going to kind of reverse all that and not be anything like that. But then he said that maybe she needs a few more, <laughs> as in more douchebags in her life before she gets it figured out. I, I like that kind of snappy side of Sheridan. What about you? Uh, Sheridan went full quote unquote nice guy at the end, where uh, he just needs that fedora and the incel message board and he'll be all set yeah he definitely does look like a 4chan member but it looks a lot nicer i mean sounds a lot nicer than what he actually says at, at least he's not near a computer all day like we are this is very true uh but then but then brandon has to tell his side to savannah and he says uh you know hey I'm, i got feelings for savannah and savannah's like okay well i'm, I'm gonna leave like i'm not gonna be somebody's second choice as most rational adults would do and then but brandon says no i want you to stay i choose you and then Savannah's not having anybody and leaves. Joe, I'm just surprised that anybody on this show would voluntarily leave. I just feel like everybody coming into this, they're a musician, they're on reality TV, they obviously think this is good exposure. I just I just figured people would be more of a reality TV whore than this. But we've got Gabe and Savannah and to a certain extent Sheridan as well, leaving when they technically didn't have to. Um, so so to me, I, I am surprised by that. Are you surprised that people are like voluntarily leaving this show? I really thought you were going to have to have pull people away kicking and screaming. On a show like this, I'm surprised these people still have a little bit of integrity or dignity still intact. A little. So then Savannah leaves, um, at which point, you know, she's eliminated from the show. So that forms up that pair of Brandon and Julia. Um, for, like now they're going to be the performing duo. What was your thoughts on them finally getting together and now being kind of like this uh, forbidden love that is now like a duo in the game? I mean – Song and performance-wise, Julia and Sheridan were so much better than Brandon and Savannah. So they better strike gold in the next one or else nothing will be too good for them. It's going to be a disaster. But then Natasha, with her messy self, has to come to uh, Julia uh, right before. Uh, they sing and she basically exposes Brandon and says, Hey, you know, uh, he was going to pick Savannah, um, but he didn't. Um, and now, you know, so he actually doesn't want to be with you. He really gets in Julia's head here. Did you see this as like a, a malicious thing by Natasha? Or did you see this as Natasha kind of looking out for another woman in this situation, which, I mean, we got, we got both sides presented to us. Which one do you believe? I think the latter, but Julia is just a crazy queen. And if you ask me, Natasha and Rudy and Julia are pulling the season together for the remaining episodes. Yeah. I definitely think Natasha meant, I definitely think this was timed on purpose. Uh, I'm not going to say that she definitely wanted to like, you know, throw off uh, Julia and like, you know, get her eliminated by everything. She was doing it to what is going to maximize drama, what is going to maximize the TV time and doing it right before the performance. I, I think Natasha knew what she was doing. But I, I think, fan. 
But I stand. Even if that's the case, it's like, yeah, is that kind of shitty? Yeah, but I don't care. It's a reality TV show. Like, I'm entertained by it. I, this would have been less entertaining if it was, like, at the house or if she didn't say it at all. But I, since she said it right before the performance. I think she – maybe this is just my trashy reality side talking, but maybe she wanted to say it at the house, but a little producer got into her ear and told her not to and – she kept it on hold until the producer said the time's right. Yeah, that's a really good point, Joe. I think there's a possibility that this might have been production being like, okay, you want to say it now, 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 do it now. <laughs> so I Come on, we got the cameras rolling and everything. Yeah, so it might have might not necessarily been her choice of when to say it. Um, but I definitely think she, she kind of knew what she was doing. But then we get to the time where they get to perform. And the judges this episode are Rachel and Brian, uh, Rachel being a former bachelorette. Uh, Brian, honestly, I didn't watch her season. I don't know if he's the guy that won or what, but I do know that Rachel was on an MTV show about uh, like uh, ghosting. Like, you know how like you text somebody, they don't respond. Mm-hmm. She's on a show kind of like Catfish, but it was for ghosting. Very odd. So, But she's uh, back in the Bachelor spotlight. We had Andy Grammer, a.k.a. Honey, I'm Good, uh, which is, you know, I get him and Jason Mraz mixed up a lot, like in, in like just life, like in terms of who sings what song. So to have Jason Mraz and then Andy Grammer on uh, the week after is just kind of like the white guy with the guitar. You know, I'm, I'm sometimes a little phased. I don't know. But yeah. then last we get Tony Braxton. Do you know who Tony Braxton is, Joe? This was the first time I've ever heard of Tony Braxton. So Tony Braxton is a queen. However, her sister, Tamar Braxton, Celebrity Big Brother winner, much more of a queen. <laughs> Is she more ratchet? I'm assuming. I mean, Tamar definitely is, but like, you know, they, you know, yeah, you know, they were singers and everything, but then they got a TV show called The Braxton Family Values, which was kind of like a, a keeping up with the Kardashian style show um, for the entire family. But t- Tony Braxton was definitely the the, the more well known singer of the two. But Tamar Braxton is very messy. You know, she had she was on talk shows, she was on Celebrity Big Brother. You know, did you watch Celebrity Big Brother when she was on? No, I have not. Oh, man. She's like the greatest winner of all time, Joe. I'm telling you. She was so funny. She was a really good entertainment. Anyway, so that, that's her sister, Tony Braxton. Uh, they were the judges. And we'll, we'll go by the couples in order of when they got their roses. So we'll start off with Kristen and, and Brie. Uh, their song was Lover by Taylor Swift. Um, I thought they did great. I thought I thought Brie sounded just like Taylor Swift. But I got to say, Joe, I was howling at the fact that they were so boring that they didn't get an intro and they cut their performance in the middle just to go to Jamie crying. Bless Jamie. Bless Jamie yeah. for saving me from watching that whole thing. It was to such be, a good song. To be honest, um, anything with Chris and Bree at this point, I'm just, I'm just um, blocking out of my mind because it's going to be the same shtick from here on out. Yeah, like, I'm not against them or anything. I think they're great. I think they're both individually. They seem like great people. They seem like, you know how I mentioned earlier how I was surprised that people weren't staying on the show uh, because they were attention whores. I don't think either one of these two seem to come off as attention whores. At least if they are, they're they're hiding it very well. I think they're both very talented singers. I think they sing well together. However, you know, I'm watching the show for entertainment, not necessarily for people who actually find love. Um, so I'm not as interested in them. But I thought it was a great song. Um, but I, I definitely was laughing when they were getting their song cut up by just going to a crying Jamie. They did exchange I love you, which is something that I think is, is you know, a, a good point of the episode, but not really what's going to uh, get to me. And then uh, the next couple we have is Rudy and Matt. They sing Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton, which is a country song. Um, I was very surprised by this because I feel like they were both singing at completely different tempos. Everyone seemed to love them, but I thought it sucked, Joe. (laughs) I thought it was really bad. Honestly, this one I also kind of 
didn't remember well. I was doing something else at the time, and I just forgot to rewind it. But um, I do remember this one comment Tony Braxton made at the end, where she where she was like, "I want you to play that guitar like you're playing her." Like, what the fuck was she doing before she got up to the stage? Yeah, like what? What do you uh, like? What do you want her to do? Do you want him to like finger blast her on the stage, Tony? Why? Like, why was she so saying? horny during yeah. this whole thing? I don't know, man. That's that's a good that's a good catch though. I remember her saying that. It's like, what do you want Matt to do? Like, uh, you know, you should have described what you wanted. Um, but then we go to our third couple, and that's uh, Ryan and Natasha. They sing "You're the Best Thing" by Ray Montague. Uh, Joe, I have no idea uh, who, who this is or what this song is at all. I don't know, but Natasha kills it again, and Ryan was there too, I suppose. You know, Ryan's a great singer. I like him. You know, he definitely has a soulful vibe to him. Um, but Natasha is definitely the best singer on the entire show, without a doubt. Um, I did like their kind of like nose butt at the end. I don't know if you saw that, but their fo- their like their heads got close together where their nose just like jammed together. I was hoping that one of their nose would start bleeding because that was <laughs> a really unique way to end the show. Um, but yeah, so they have no chemistry, right? Like, like even though they may have chemistry on stage, I do think a lot of that's got to do with them faking it. Because like, surely the show would give us something, right? Like, like we didn't know, we had no idea why they were even matched up in episode two. I mean, like Natasha did approach him, but that was it. Uh, we didn't get anything from them in episode three besides her slang out "stay" by Rihanna, um, and then this episode we didn't get anything from her. So it was like, like, yeah, they sung great, but like we don't know anything about them at all. I'd be shocked if they're still together. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, but then we go to Jamie and, and Trevor. Um, they sing Like I'm Gonna Lose You by Megan Trainer with John Legend. This is a pretty good song. I mean, this is a song that's pretty popular. I mean, we talked about last week that, you know, they were giving out songs that were not very, like, uh, common knowledge to people. With the exception of the Ray Montague song, I feel like all of these are pretty common. You know, even Tennessee Whiskey was played on pop stations. Um so, but this is definitely the most well-known song of, of the of the round. I thought they sounded great to the chorus, and then that's kind of where it got a little shaky for me. Um, and that like her hand on his shoulder was very odd the way she was doing it. It was almost like it was like uh, she was putting him in the friend zone, like she just put Matt. I mean, uh, excuse me, Ryan in the friend zone. What was your thoughts on Jamie and Trevor's performance? Jamie, Jamie, Jamie looked like she was ready to have a breakdown during that song. Yeah. Until they got to like toward the judges, and then she suddenly remembered, oh wait, I'm on TV, and then she just belted out some notes and totally saved her ass at the end. Yeah, she almost had a breakdown on stage, and then got off stage and had a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for off stage. Yeah, she cried so much they had to break into uh, Chris and Bree's performance, which I, I still think that was hilarious. But then lastly, we got Julia um, and Brandon. They sung "We Belong" by Pat Benatar. What a weird song to give these people. Like, this is similar to last week when we talked about Ho Hey. As soon as I heard these five songs, I've never heard of You're the Best Thing by Ray Montague, so I was a little kind of, like, cautious about that. But in terms of the other four songs, I feel like it was very clear that Julia and Brandon were going to be at the bottom because that song does not suit Brandon's style at all. I feel like Julia would probably do well with it, though. Um, But I kind of felt like they were going to be the ones that – I thought it was either going to be them or Ryan and Natasha that went home before the performances just because I didn't know the Ray Montague song. But this song, I just – I said they, they kind of gave him the song because I think they wanted him to fail. I think they felt like, OK, Sheridan's a nice guy. Savannah, for the most part, comes off pretty nice as well. You know, we kind of want these people to get their comeuppance immediately. And I think this is probably what the producers wanted was for them to, to, to leave uh, this episode. Uh, so what was your thoughts on the performance? It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was bad. bad. 
I, I wrote in my notes here. I have shitty Glee cover. Brandon does look like someone that would be like a one note Glee character. Yeah, he kind of looks like the jock who like is afraid to go into musical theater because he's afraid he's going to get bullied. <laughs> but like he actually is like the uh, the great singer, kind of like the uh, the high school musical Glee, you know, insert high school drama here. Um, Except in, instead of football, it's he just comes back from the army from like Iraq or something. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of weird if the high school student was coming back from Iraq. That'd be that'd be quite quite odd. Um, but then we have Julia pissed off at Brandon. She's like, I think you left me alone out there. I think you kind of went on your own way. And I didn't see that at all. I can't feel like Julia was just making excuses. Did you see where she was coming from or did you just think that she was just making up stuff? Julia is just fucking crazy at this point. (laughs) You know, honestly, with all this talk about how hot Brandon is, we don't even see a whole lot of him. And the, and the stuff we do get, it's like, okay, why is this guy so hot and attractive? And, charismatic i'm not seeing it at least the third part yeah so uh, you know uh well let me let me just ask you this what do you want to say like now that we have julia now you know one of the the star of the show at this point for better or for worse uh she's out of the game now and so is brandon do you want to kind of give any like you know in memoriam uh for those two uh, they're off our screens well if i recall correctly i know some contestants that get eliminated they uh they come back in desperation, so I do hope Julia comes back all crying with her mascara running down her face, begging for another shot. Even you, if she, you, you, you want to see Julia on the actual Bachelor? If if possible, yes, I think she'd be great for that too. I do wonder if any of these people are going to end up on any of the other shows because you know they have Bachelor in Paradise as well, which is probably where she's more likely to end up. Um, which is like just a bunch of like rejects from the show kind of get to it on an on a island and like hook up together and stuff. I feel like that's a lot more likely um, than the actual Bachelor appearance. But yeah, I, I thought Julia was really the star of the season, as I mentioned earlier. So it is upsetting to see her off, off the screen. I am I am worried about what the drama is going to be next week. Um, I know I, sh- I said earlier that I shouldn't have doubted Bachelor pr- production, but I am worried, you know, the 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 credits or the previews for next week gave us a little bit of Rudy and Matt kind of drama. Um and then Natasha apparently has some drama. I, maybe that's fallout from the Julia thing. I don't know. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to keep this momentum uh, rolling. I would love to see the producers try and take one last swing at Cree and Briss and – oh, my gosh. <laughs> Briss and Bree, excuse me, and try to break them up. Yeah. I, I'm not too worried about it, Joe, because I do have some, I do have some plans for next week. Like if, if the show turns out to be a little bit boring – you know, we'll recap it to the best of our abilities, but I have some games in wait just in case. Uh, I was going to do them this episode, but I'm going to do them next episode just in case there is something a little bit boring. At least we'll have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also turns out, like, uh, this is some interesting notes. I want to hear your opinion on this. So uh, The Bachelor, as we mentioned, I had to shut down uh, due to quarantine uh, for, for COVID during this most recent season. That's why you see the ads for, like, hey, if you are interested in Claire Coffee or whatever her name is, apply now. But they did film a couple of rounds of that show before they shut it down. Apparently what they're going to do, and this isn't confirmed, but this is what the rumor is right now, they are actually going to air, as soon as this ends, they are going to air the three episodes of that Bachelorette um, before it can't. So I guess my my question is to you, Joe, is based on somebody who watches reality TV, you know, we watch Survivor, we watch would you ever watch like three episodes, like three rounds of a show that you knew you weren't going to be able to like see the end of because it didn't finish 
Probably not. I mean, we just saw Big Brother Canada close up shop earlier. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. It's like if I knew Big Brother Canada was going to end, I wouldn't have watched it. Right. But like I basically didn't have a choice where The Bachelor is something that was filmed months ago, edited, and they're going to air these three episodes, you know, allegedly uh, without an actual ending to it. Very, very odd, I must say. Um, there was rumors they were going to replace that with a, a quarantined version of The Bachelor, which was going to be like on Zoom. Uh, it turns out what they're going to do is after those three episodes air, they're going to have like eight weeks of like, quote unquote, the best and messiest Bachelor moments ever. Like a, oh a clip compilation, which might be interesting in its own right, but it's not new content. Um, so I, I wasn't interested what they're going to do with this um, and this kind of idea. I just thought it was very weird when I read that, that they were going to have three episodes of, of a show that like doesn't end. <laughs> Chris Harrison just needs those food stamps. Uh, listen, he's got more money than anybody knows what to do with. Okay, like he's definitely rode uh, this to the sunset for sure. Um, so I, I, I can't say I blame him. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, me and Joe will be back here next week. We may even have a guest. We'll see uh, for episode five of Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. And we appreciate you all listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.